for the six is very brief. Once again, Nawab Zakaria Khan unleashes a reign of terror upon the six. New heroes rise in the face of terrible oppression. Nawab Kapoor Singh and his deputies continue to build the forces of the Sikh nation in a time of great adversity. Before we begin the episode, we have a favor to ask of you. If you find this work compelling, please be sure to rate it and write a short review. That will definitely help us get the podcast to a wider audience. I also wanted to share some exciting news with you. If you have enjoyed the rich musical offerings in our episodes, check out our new endeavor, the Gourmet Sangeet Podcast. In Ode to Six Sacred Music, the podcast is a curated introduction to some of the finest live recordings in the genre. Seventeen thirty three and seventeen thirty four, for the most part, had been good years for the Sikhs. All the Sikh warriors who had been scattered across the land because of Nawab Zakriya Khan's repression had been consolidated into the Buddha Dal or the Tarun Dal under the capable leadership of Nawab Kapoor Singh. The Buddha Dal's missionary activities had been very successful and thousands had embraced initiation and entered the Khalsa fold. The swelling numbers and the new structure started to alarm Nawab Zakaria Khan, who had kept himself informed of the six activities through his network of spies. There were whisperings in Delhi that Nawab Zakaria Khan had become a little too cozy with the six. Rumors were starting to circulate that he might be planning a move against his overlord, Muhammad Shah, in alliance with the warlike Sikhs. The broad perception that Muhammad Shah was a weak emperor with terrible ministers advising him only served to lend credence to the rumors. Zakaria Khan, of course, had no such intentions and felt impelled to act before the intrigue against him got to a fever pitch and the emperor replaced him with a new governor. In mid-1735, Nawab Zakaria Khan formally broke the peace. He sent a large force from Lahore to seize the lands that had been awarded to the Sikhs. Nawab Kapoor Singh was unperturbed. He declared that the small jagir or estate that the Mughals had conferred upon the Sikhs was pitifully inadequate to meet their growing needs. Henceforth, he declared, the entire Punjab will be the domain of the Khalsa. His declaration was met with roars of approval by the Sikhs, leaving behind a few of their number in Amritsar to tend to the Gurdwaras. Both the Buddha Dal and the Tarun Dal started to roam free again. Divan Lakhpat Rai, one of Nawab Zakaria Khan's chief deputies, was tasked with subduing the Buddha Dal. With Lakhpat Rai in pursuit, Nawab Kapoor Singh, at the head of 800 warriors, left the Dawab and entered the Malwa region. 
Ala Singh, one of the most respected chiefs in the Malwa region, accompanied by his vassals and his brothers, welcomed Nawab Kapoor Singh to his territories and helped him set up camp at the village of Tikriwala. For several years, he had been accumulating a tenth of his earnings for the benefit of the community, and this entire sum he placed before Nawab Kapoor Singh as well. Ala Singh entered the ranks of the Khalsa in a splendid public ceremony in September 1736. He was administered Amrit by Nawab Kapoor Singh himself. It was a most salutary association for Ala Singh's clan, from which three powerful kingdoms would emerge. Nawab Kapoor Singh had a well dug at Tikriwala which exists to this day. The combined forces of the Buddha Dal and Ala Singh brought a large tract of land under Sikh control by defeating several Muslim zamindars whose lands bordered Ala Singh's. This greatly strengthened Ala Singh's hold over what was to become the Patiala kingdom in the future. Ratan Singh Pangu writes in the Panth Prakash, Tim ay langar ale bhidae, saath falayan sab le aye, khande pahul hath nwabe lai, bhayo alo sing khal se panth mahi, sukhat fauj bhi un hath aye, nij kam sabhan le banwai, bhayan rohi gram basayo, Gorgiano Nam Tharayo, Gurbaksh Singh or Mulak Malayo, Ale Singh Bi Boho Girvayo, Nal Hute Us Kaibharae, Sabhanko Bhum Dai Rukaye, Ale Singh Bad Vadheo Pasara, Girdhereo Un Sunamasara. Allah Singh Langar arranged with him came his clansman bold, Umrith from Kapoor Singh's hands, clan of fool in the Khalsa fold. With the Khalsa on his side, Allah Singh his problem solved, a village did his brothers found, Gorjiana it would be called, conquered tracks Gurbaksh Singh, Allah Singh too grew his fief, with him were his brothers all, each one great became a chief. Allah Singh, his power grew. Sunams and Virens, now his too. After a lengthy stay at Tikriwala, Nawab Kapoor Singh and his warriors started feeling the pull of Amritsar again. As they were readying to return, Allah Singh made a plea. The Mughal regime at Sarand had become most oppressive again and it needed to be dealt with. The Nawab decided to march upon the city. Sarand, with its 22 districts, had been much loved by the great monarchs of the past. Both Feroz Shah Tughlaq and the Mughal Emperor Akbar had patronized and developed it. With its grand monuments and gardens, it was the second most prominent city in the Punjab, and its wonders were said to rival Lahore's and Delhi's. Of course, the Sikhs would always see it as the site of the cruel execution of the younger sons of Guru Gobind Singh, the memories of the terrible vengeance that Banda Singh Bahadur had wreaked 26 years earlier had started to fade, and the resurgent city was opulent again. Nawab Kapoor Singh assembled the Sikhs and addressed them as they were readying to march, he reminded them of what had been done in the city to the young princes and reminded his men that reducing the city to rubble was their sacred duty. The army, fired with zeal, swooped down upon Sarand. Ratan Singh Pangu writes about the second sack of Sarand. Singh hajar tehe panj ko pujje, unhe darwaje ja panj mujje, Turk labbeo dayo singar maar, lay hinduan ke zewar utar, chandi swene on bhal cheez, lay dekh chang chakkan keej, doek pehar tin loot machai, bhai bhukhe chak khai mithai, chakne jogi darb uthai, ghode labbeo so leo ladai, 
ਮੁੜ ਦੌੜ ਸਿੰਘ ਤਿਤ ਹੀ ਰਾਹ ਤੈ ਠੀਕਰੀ ਵਾਰੇ ਪਹੁੰਚੇ ਜਾਹ at sarand 5000 singhs city gates they blocked all five mercilessly mughal slain to hindus rob they did contrive gold and silver precious things looted emptied every till plundering for our six sated their hunger ate their fill carried all the wealth they could loaded it on horses that they found and then they retraced their steps tikri bound they turned around the sack of sarand yielded much wealth for the depleted coffers of the six and they made their way back to their camp at tikriwala triumphantly the malwa expedition had been very successful but the heart of the six was back in amritsar and finally it was time to return ਵੜ ਮਾਲਵੇ ਫਿਰ ਘੋੜੇ ਲਏ ਕਿਤੇ ਮੁਲਕ ਤਹ ਨਜ਼ਰੇ ਆਏ ਖਰਚ ਖਾਲਸੇ ਕੇ ਭਇਓ ਪੱਲੇ ਸਰੇ ਅੰਮ੍ਰਿਤਸਰ ਬਿਨ ਕਿਮ ਚੱਲੇ ਮੇਲੋ ਆਇਓ ਡਿਗ ਜੋ ਤਬ ਪੰਥ ਭਇਓ ਤਿਆਰ ਮਰਨੋ ਟਰਤੇ ਥੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਗਿਣਨ ਜੀਤਨੋ ਹਾਰ ਖਬਰ ਮਲਵਈਣ ਜਬ ਸੁਣ ਪਾਈ ਆਨ ਪੰਥ ਕੋ ਦਈ ਵਧਾਈ ਜੁਦੇ ਜੁਦੇ ਦਏ ਸਭਨ ਘੋੜੇ ਚੜਤ ਪੰਥ ਹੱਥ ਅੱਗੇ ਜੋੜੇ ਅੱਗੇ ਬਦਿਓ ਪੰਥ ਸਿਓ ਰਾਹ ਕਰ ਮੇਲੋ ਆਇਓ ਹਮ ਪਾਹ ਜੋ ਹਮ ਪੁਰ ਤੁਰਕ ਪਾਵੇ ਜੋਰ ਖਬਰ ਲਿਓ ਹਮ ਅਣ ਬਹੋਰ in malwa horses they procured all the steeds that could be seen now that their coffers were full to go to amritsar keen the time for congregating nigh sings were ready and carefree in their hearts no fear of death that too would a triumph be malwa with tales of valor abuzz salutations far and near gifts of horses people brought bid them farewell with a cheer this too now is your own home you will return it's our belief when we feel the mughal yoke from you we will seek relief touched by the faith and the love of the malwais the departing khalsa made a solemn pledge ਕਹਿਓ ਪੰਥ ਹਮ ਐਹ ਥਾਏ ਘਲਿਓ ਚਿੱਠੀ ਹਲਕਾਰੇ ਪਾਏ ਚੜਿਓ ਖਾਲਸੇ ਕਰ ਅਰਦਾਸ ਕਰੇ ਕੰਮ ਪੰਥ ਸਤਗੁਰ ਆਪ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਨੀਡ ਅਸ ਵੀ ਵਿਲ ਕਮ ਅ ਲੈਟਰ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਯੂ ਮਸਟ ਸੈਂਡ ਵਿਦ ਅ ਪ੍ਰੇਅਰ ਦੇ ਵੈਨ ਡਿਪਾਰਟ ਦ ਟਰੂ ਗੁਰੂ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਵਿਲ ਟੈਂਡ leaving tikriwala nawab kapoor singh and his men of the budda dal rode to goindwal crossing the bias at goindwal ke pattan they paid their respects at guru amardas's celebrated bauli or tank before visiting khadur sahib the seat of guru angad from there they went to visit tarantaran sahib and finally made camp at basar ke bird News of the sack of Sarand had reached Nawab Zakaria Khan and his spies had informed him of Nawab Kapoor Singh's return convinced that the Sikhs were still in possession of the treasure that they had plundered from Sarand Nawab Zakaria Khan swiftly assembled a force 7000 strong and placing it under the command of Diwan Lakhpat Rai Habat Khan Salabat Khan and Qutbuddin Khan dispatched it to engage Nawab Kapoor Singh and his men. The Sikhs had been at Basarke-Birth for just two days when they found themselves surrounded by the Mughal force. 
musket fire and arrows were exchanged, and both sides showed great valor in the fierce hand-to-hand fighting that followed. Nawab Kapoor Singh summoned his young lieutenant, Jassa Singh Aluwalia, and instructed him to have the treasure of Sarand loaded on horses. Under the cover of darkness, when there was a lull in the fighting, Jassa Singh Aluwalia and his contingent smashed through the enemy lines and decamped with the treasure. After giving them enough of a head start, Nawab Kapoor Singh rallied the rest of his troops and engaged the enemy fiercely. Taken aback by the ferocity of the onslaught, the besiegers gave ground and the Sikhs streamed out, using their usual hit-and-run tactics to impose heavy losses on the Mughals. When it was all over, there was no trace of the Sikhs, Salabat Khan, Qutubdin Khan, and several other prominent Mughal commanders lay dead. Curiously, both sides claimed victory. The Mughals boasted that they had chased the Sikhs away, and the Sikhs touted the success of their plan to keep the plunder of Sarand from falling into Mughal hands. The Buddha Dal, after escaping from Basarke, made its way to Kemkaran. In the meantime, the remnants of the Mughal force at Basarke, which had been burying its dead and attending to its wounded, was reinforced by a contingent under the command of Samad Khan. The reinvigorated army set out in pursuit of the Sikhs. Nawab Kapoor Singh, meanwhile, had not been idle either. He sent an urgent message to the commanders of the Tarunadal, which was also in the Maja region. A contingent of young warriors was promptly dispatched, and they swiftly made their way towards Kemkaran to reinforce the seniors of the Buddhadal. The two Sikh contingents met at Chunia. By then, Nawab Kapoor Singh had received word that a large Mughal force was in pursuit, and he sent scouts out to find an appropriate place to engage them. He led his forces to the flat ground at Hujra Shah Mukim and ordered his men to dig trenches and ready their weapons. When the Mughal army arrived, They were met with a barrage of musket fire which created havoc in their ranks. They bravely tried to counterattack, but the entrenched Sikhs had a huge advantage and the Mughal force took heavy casualties. The standoff continued until the evening and then Nawab Kapoor Singh put a daring plan into action. Two hundred of his hand-picked men, drawn from both the Buddha Dal and the Tarna Dal, stormed out of the trenches, naked swords in hand, and fell upon the Mughals with great ferocity. They had been instructed to specifically target the Mughal commanders, which they proceeded to do with clinical precision. The Mughal troops, flabbergasted by the intensity of the attack and demoralized by the fall of their commanders, fled in disarray. The Mughal dead included the commanders Dunichand, the son of Jaspatrai, and the nephew of Divan Lakhpatrai, as well as Tatar Khan and Jamal Khan. In a short history of the Sikhs, Dr. Teja Singh and Dr. Gunda Singh write, This success emboldened the Sikhs, and they overran the whole area bordering on Amritsar. The government was once again roused into action, the temple of Amritsar was taken into possession, and its approaches were picketed by military men to prevent the Sikhs from assembling at their favorite shrine. The defeat at Hujra Shah Mukim and the death of his commanders completely threw Nawab Zakaria Khan off balance. Summoning his closest advisors, he ranted and raved. What is it with this race he lamented? I kill a hundred and two hundred spring up to take their place. I really need to find a way to put an end to this once and for all. One of his advisors, Qazi Abdul Rahman, ventured an opinion. The secret of their strength is the sacred pool that surrounds their temple in Amritsar. It is filled with Abe Haya, the elixir of life. The Kafirs call it Amrit. When they drink it and bathe in it, they seem to acquire superhuman strength. If they were prevented from accessing their sacred pool, 
surely their power would start to fade. The Qazi was commanded to promptly proceed to Amritsar. He was accompanied by a large force commanded by Muhammad Baksh. Their mission was to seal off the Sri Harmandar Sahib and prevent Sikhs from visiting and bathing in the sacred pool. Sikhs who lived in Amritsar were either arrested or killed. Many fled in fear. Police posts were set up on all the roads leading up to the temple to block the entry of the pilgrims. A few holy men, deemed harmless, were allowed to stay at the Sri Harmandar Sahib. Bhai Mani Singh, most likely in disguise, was one of them. As the stream of Sikh visitors dried up, Qazi Abdul Rahman was heard to mock the Sikhs. They called themselves Sings or Lions, but not even one of them will dare to visit their temple as long as I am in Amritsar. In response, Sikhs in disguise started trickling in to bathe in the pool, prompting the Qazi to declare that if the Sikhs were really as brave as they claimed to be, they would not try to hide. The daredevils among the Sikhs started to make quick sorties to the Sri Harmandar Sahib undisguised in order to show their defiance. Sukha Singh, Tarad Singh, a nephew of Baimani Singh, and several other young Sikhs would rush to the pool, take off their turbans, and quickly bathe before springing on their horses and melting away. Baba Prem Singh writes that from those times, the practice of bathing bareheaded in the pool at Sri Harmandar Sahib started as an act of defiance. The unshorn hair of a Sikh bathing bareheaded in the pool was a proud declaration of his faith. Qazi Abdul Rahman berated the soldiers who had been ineffective in preventing the Sikhs from defying his orders. He also decided to lay a trap. The next time, a few Sikh horsemen were riding out after a quick dip in the pool, a contingent of Mughal cavalry gave chase. The fleeing Sikhs led them straight into the arms of several hundred Sikh horsemen from the Buddha Dal, encamped outside the city. When the Sikhs discovered that the Qazi himself was one of the pursuers, they attacked with great ferocity, and both the Qazi and his son were killed. Nawab Zakaria Khan summoned Samad Khan, who had crossed swords with the Sikhs before, and placed a large force under his command. His mission was to find Nawab Kapoor Singh and decimate the Buddha Dal. Samad Khan and his forces confronted the Buddha Dal at Manikda Mukam after several days of searching. A fierce skirmish began, and the Mughal force, larger in size and better equipped, started to overwhelm the Sikhs, who were almost out of ammunition. Nawab Kapoor Singh had learned that a commander named Sayyid Khan Sial, whose fortress was nearby, had a well-equipped force and a well-stocked armory. As the battle was raging, Nawab Kapoor Singh sent a small detachment of six, disguised as Mughal soldiers, to Sayyid Khan's fort. Once there, they informed the commander that Samad Khan was on the brink of defeat, and needed reinforcements desperately. As soon as Sayyid Khan gathered his force and hastened to relieve Samad Khan, the Sikhs overwhelmed the few guards who had been left behind, raided the armory, and made off with powder and shot, which they swiftly carried back to the Buddha Dal. The resupplied Sikhs counterattacked with great vigor and carried the day. festival of Diwali was approaching, historically the Sikhs had always gathered in great numbers at the Sri Harbandar Sahib every Diwali. 
The practice, however, had been suspended for several years because it had not been safe for large groups to travel to the city. Bahi Mani Singh, the beloved Sikh of Guru Gobind Singh, who was 90 at the time, was in charge of the Sri Harbandar Sahib. Bhai Mani Singh decided that despite the conditions, it was his duty to try and revive Diwali celebrations. As the festival was approaching, he journeyed to Lahore and accompanied by Subeg Singh, Surat Singh and other prominent Sikh residents of the city, paid a visit to Nawab Zakaria Khan. Zakaria Khan, on being petitioned by the Sikhs, said that they could hold their annual gathering, but he had a condition. The collection, which at Diwali was usually sizable, would be taxed. An amount was negotiated, and Pai Mani Singh returned to Amritsar to begin preparations. Letters were sent to Sikhs all over the Punjab and beyond, announcing the Diwali gathering and inviting them to attend. We now turn to Kavi Seva Singh's Shaheed Bilas, a biography of Pai Mani Singh. Dera mele baad kar Amritsar mur aaye, Lik patea mani singh di singhar pohchaye, Amrit sar di dar hit hoya khalsa tayar, Udar doki dosh de karan dusht hekar. Pledged to pay later the tax, to Amrit sar the sage returned. Letters were sent far and wide, Sings thus of the gathering learned. Eager to see Amrit sar, travel plans the khalsas made, Villains to them unbeknownst. Evil plans they had laid. Dr. Ratan Singh Jaggi, in his work, by Mani Singh Jeevan Ate Rachna, lays the blame for what happened next at the Meenaya's door. The Meenaya's were a dissident sect of the Sikhs, the original followers of Prithi Chand, Guru Arjan's older brother, who had never accepted being superseded for the Guruship. The word Meenaya itself means scoundrel and the sect had always wished the Sikhs ill. Desadrohi milkar sare karn mukhbari singan bare har niranjan karma china gaba gil o dusht nagina ramu lakhu sahib rae et adik dokhi sab aaye subeh tai bai samjhaya purab singhan ka jo eh aaya pakdo maro inko tai muk red ka nit na jai seva hari jis rakhe aap gur mere ka bad partaap Got together, traitors all, intent they were to sing's betray. Har niranjan karma china nagina gaba villains they. Ramu lakhu sahib rai, rogues intent all on foul play. Zakaria Khan evil ones counseled, sing's galore headed this way. This is your chance to them destroy, endless strife will go away. Pious words then mouthed the knaves. Seeds were planted of foul play. Dr. Jaggi writes that the Sikhs of Lahore, having learned of the Nawab's evil intentions after his ears had been poisoned, promptly warned by Mani Singh. The sage sent out another series of letters warning the faithful of the danger and advising them not to travel to Amritsar. The Sikh warrior stayed away and some Sikhs did attend, but the numbers were much smaller than anticipated, and there was a huge shortfall in the collection at the Golden Temple. The commander Lakhpat Rai, who had been sent by Zakaria Khan to maintain order, returned to Lahore. Ratan Singh Pangu offers a slightly different version of the events. Diwali ko tho mela laya, turkan ne the taka chukaya, das hazar rupaya thehraya, takyan khatar tin droga bhaya, nabab kahyo tum mat chit daro, das din mela ab tum bharo, sabi khal se chithe faraye, aye amritsar dere laye, tab nabab kan lakhu paayi, singh jat fir kare dangai, tab nawab ne fauj chadhai, divan lakhu ke gail laayi, tab lakhu ko khane kahyo, ram tirath jaye dera lehyo, bin un chhedan singh na chhedeyo, फौज पड़ी ते रहुग दबयो कहुग न को तद्दी वाए इम कर दयो लखू समझाए होन हार सगवा बणी आए कौन सके पंथ बचन टलाए 
दुवल्लो फौज जब जुड़े सुख कहां तब होए समो मणि सिंह आपुजे खान अकल दई होए joyous gathering diwali nigh attacks mughal said would be due rupees 10006 would pay bookkeeper sent to tax pursue fear us not nawab announced for 10 days you may celebrate in response to letters sent came the khalsa beckoned fate said lakhpat rai to the nawab their ways the six will never mend lakhpat rai with a large force to amritsar did he send to lakhpatrai he gave a writ ram tirath will be your camp you shall not provoke the six just your presence will them tamp you are not to start a fight this to lakhpatrai he said but who can change the course of fate the khalsa knew what lay ahead armies to stand face to face how could things peaceful remain bai mani singh's time had come to be a fool nawab was fain the nawab had deployed a large force at the outskirts of amritsar under the command of lakhpat rai who was no friend of the sikhs there were enough sikh warriors in the city for a celebration the nawab's actions were seen as a provocation singhan fauj suni jab aaye to singhan dil aur bhaaye humko maran fauj so aayi saluk ine ko hum kab bhai aap apne jaat subhe kich naate kich bin hi nahe neh daroge ko take so aaye howad har sohni bhai paise pure na bhayo turkan amad jaan dango pango bhi bhayo पहुंचो समय सो आन यो अमृतसर लखू आयो उहा सिंह को कोऊ उन पायो दंगे पंगे सो सो फड़ लयो फड़ आगे नवाब पास पहुंचयो हुते सिंगण में जो नामदार सो फड़ लई मणि सिंह नार ऐसो फेर समय को आयो और तकत ते औरो भयो सो नवाब के आगे खड़ाए नवाब काजियां दियो भखाए नवाब कहो हम पैसे दे हो और सिंगण कहो जामन ले हो शाहूकार भी मनन ते आए मणि सिंह सो दे हटाए हम पे टके अबे सो नाही टके ना देने हमें कदाही न्यूज स्प्रेड ऑफ द मुगल फोर्स एप्रिहेंसिव सिक्स बिकेम श्योरली दे मस्ट मीन अस हार्म Emily none even in name started the six to melt away a few bathed in the sacred pool tax collection very short vagaries of fate are cruel pledge of taxes stayed unmet it was the mughals own fault skirmishes a few broke out the time was nigh it would not halt lakhpat rai to the city went found a band of khalsa small overcame resistance he to lahore he dragged them all all the six who leaders seemed were with money singh detained what a turn of fate it was sadly it had been ordained stand the six nawab before kazi's whisper instigate taxes did nawab demand six said they would pay but late wealthy six then sureties gave desist money singh heard to say funds we have not to pay tax and none in the future we'll pay it was a matter of principle by money singh had agreed in good faith to pay the tax under the presumption that there would be a large gathering at diwali nawab zakaria khan's own actions in sending an armed contingent to amritsar had caused the pilgrims to flee the city it was now unacceptable for him to demand the full amount of 10000 rupees some of the wealthy sikhs fearing that by money singh would be punished tried to buy time by offering to guarantee the payment the sage however was adamant in the words of kavi seva singh bai mani singh addressed the nawab fearlessly mani singh tab im kahyo suno bahadur khan nisdan bolo jhoot tau kha ke qasam quran jhoot bolna khan ji na singan ka kaam 
कट जाए अंग अंग भी देना दगा हराम स्पोक दस दन मनी सिंह जखरिया खान ही वॉज हर्ट टू रोर ऑन योर प्रोमिस यू रिनेग्ड ऑन द होली कुरान यू स्वोर लाइंग ओ खान इज नॉट आर वे अ मैन ऑफ ऑनर एवरी सिंह डिसमेंबर्ड वी मे ऑल वेल बी बट टू आर क्रीड वी शाल क्लिंग हारसदी पंचम थित आई सत्रह सौ इक्यानवे माही जाए निखास चौंक के बीच सूबे खान बहादुर नीच पहलो मणि सिंह के ताई काजी फतवा दियो सुनाई तेसे गैल जलादे आए बंद बंद दिए जुदा कराए In the lunar month of Har the year was 1791 in the middle of the square Zakaria Khan honor undone first to pai mani singh fatwa did kazi address executioners then summoned limbs and joints the beasts aggress according to seva singh on the 5th day of the month of Har in the year 1791 per the bikrami calendar or 1734 ce by mani singh was executed by dismemberment in nakhas chok in lahore it is worth noting that not all historians agree on the year of pai mani singh's execution dr teja singh and dr ganda singh believe that these events occurred in 1738 Shamsher Khalsa volume 2 Gani Gyan Singh writes When the bands of the Khalsa heard about the cruel execution of Pai Mani Singh they were shocked and incensed the entire Sikh world had respected the sage immensely often having listened to his discourses on the history and the philosophy of the faith the Khalsas would not sit still in the face of such provocation Agar Singh the late Pai Mani Singh's nephew killed Qazi Abdul Razak a resident of Amritsar and adviser to Zakaria Khan who had played an important role in the sage's death the next to be punished was the mufti who had pronounced the sentence of death upon Pai Mani Singh the khalsas attacked his village Mujang and several muslims were put to sword In retaliation a new reign of terror was about to begin Zakaria Khan prepared a force of 8000 horsemen divided it into 8 contingents placing each under the command of capable officers and directed them to patrol the length and breadth of his province their orders were to search the towns villages and forests look for sick warriors and either kill them or arrest them and bring them to lahore there were several skirmishes all over the punjab with loss of life on both sides zakaria khan's expenses started mounting as the expeditions continued and the six refused to capitulate to make matters worse the chaos brought revenue collection to a grinding halt again Even when his officials tried to collect taxes and send them to Lahore, bands of Sikhs would attack them and decamp with the collections. Unable to pay his soldiers, Zakaria Khan reduced the size of his force and sent new orders to district chiefs, revenue officials, village headmen and zamindars, drafting them into his campaign to destroy the Sikhs. Baba Prem Singh in Jeevan Bhratant Nawab Kapoor Singh documents the farman or order sent by Nawab Zakaria Khan. This is a translation from the original Punjabi. A bounty of 50 rupees would be offered for the head of a Sikh. The same bounty would be offered for a Sikh captured alive. A reward of 10 rupees would be offered to anyone reporting on the whereabouts of a Sikh. A reward of 15 rupees would accrue to anyone who helped apprehend a Sikh. The law would turn a blind eye towards anyone breaking into a Sikh's home and looting his property. 
A second declaration listed penalties for helping the Sikhs in any way. The penalty for harboring a Sikh was death. Not reporting the whereabouts of a Sikh to the authorities was punishable by death. Any non-Muslims who either sold grain to Sikhs or provided them with food would have to embrace Islam. Any government official who did not diligently support the oppression of the Sikhs would be dismissed. Once again, as a result of the repressive measures put in place by Nawab Zakaria Khan, the Sikhs had to flee to the forests, the hills, and the deserts. Several Sikhs fled to the barren tracts of Malwa and Bikaner. of the Sikhs was in progress in Jaipur. Mehtab Singh Pangu, the grandfather of Ratan Singh Pangu, whose work, the Panth Prakash, my listeners are very familiar with by now, was one of the prominent Sikhs who had sought refuge in Jaipur. A contingent of Sikhs had just arrived from Amritsar, bearing terrible news. After the Sikhs had killed the Qazi Abdul Razak, Nawab Zakaria Khan had appointed Musa Khan Rangad, the Chaudhary or headman of Mandiala, the new governor of Amritsar. The Chaudhary, who is remembered as Masa Rangad in Sikh accounts, was a cruel and vindictive man intent on torturing and suppressing the Sikhs. We now return to Ratan Singh Pangu's account. पर पिता हमारो निकर के जै नगर पहुंचो जाए राजे सो मुलाकात कर लई चाकरी लाए सो सुन और सिंह तह आए महताब सिंह ते बचन अलाए देह वतन हम बात सुनाए कह कह तुरकन डेरे लाए सिंह कहयो कछ पूछना बात जिम तुरकन ने कीनो घात मुखो कहे मुख फटता जावे कनो सुनो जो कन दुखावे माय ग्रैंडफादर लेफ्ट हिज होम टू जयपुर ही वेंट वेस्ट बाउंड ऑफ दैट रेल्म ही मेट द किंग इन हिज कोर्ट एम्प्लॉयमेंट फाउंड Followed him there other Singhs, Mehtab Singh heard to ask each one, What tidings of our native land, what have there the Mughals done? Replied the Sikhs, don't even ask. Tidings terrible we're sad to bear. Beyond words are there heinous acts. Your ears, Mehtab Singh, we will spare. The Sikhs, looking shamefaced, refused to say more. But Mehtab Singh kept pressing them anxiously until they spoke. Kiyo upadrav turk bad amrit sar gurdwar, har mandar mein kanchani rakhe turkan ko sardar, mandiyale ko rangado, masa taako naam, kare beadbi har mandar, papi bado haram. Brought the Mughals much turmoil, life in the holy city fraught, a courtesan in the golden temple the evil Mughal chief had brought. Off Mandali was the chief, Masa Rangad was his name, golden temple desecrated, the evil man he has no shame. Mehtab Singh was livid and he berated the Sikhs for permitting the sacrilege. Mehtab Singh sun gussa khaya, jankar bichu dang lagaya, kehyo Singh uha Singh ko nahi, seese jo usko todeo nahi, क्या सिंगण ते सत गयो दूर क्या सिंगण पुरखारत भयो कूर तब उस सिंह बचन पलटायो क्या ते नठ नह पौरख गवायो तुम मरने ते नठ नह आए उनको देत उलंबा काहे तुम भज तुरकन प्राण बचाए तुमरे जैसे सब ओए भए महताब सिंह इन अ टावरिंग रेज एज इफ बाय अ स्कॉर्पियन स्टंग Were there not left any Singhs, 
at his heads were no swords swung, had righteousness from sings fled, did sings all their vows abjure, some of the sings heard to ask, had he not fled to stay secure? You ran too to save your life, you have no right to others' blame, you fled the Turks to save your skin, surely we are all the same." Methab Singh's anger turned to shame in an instant. His brothers were right. He too had fled, leaving his beloved Harmandar Sahib and all those left behind to their fate. Ye sonu Singh ji chip lagi, jankar bichu dank, tanman achbi boh lagi, chit dhareo maran nisank. माड़ी कंबो वाल सुखा सिंह त्रखान थो महताब सिंह के नाल आयो दूजे सिदक कर उठकर सिंह जी फतेह बुलाई चरण छो सिंह आगया पाई हम मारे जाए तुरकन ताई चरण छो मैं खाल से आई जेकर सीस लगे गुर अर्थ धन जन्म धन मरण समर्थ तुरकन लरने मरनो डरे ध्रिक तिस जननी ध्रिक पित करे वूंडेड सिंह महताब सिंह द वर्ड्स शार्पर देन अ स्कॉर्पियन स्टिंग माइंड एंड बॉडी ही रेडीड इनटू द जॉज ऑफ डेथ टू फ्लिंग फ्रॉम मारी कंबो हेल्ड सिंह सुखा सिंह इट वाज हिज नेम आई विल गो विद यू ही सेड in him to resolve the same to the things they bid farewell support approval did receive to slay the moguls we now leave you will bless us we believe if in battle should we fall in life and death we'll worthy be turks he who in his heart fears cursed his parents let's agree with these brave words mehtab singh and sukhdev singh swiftly mounted their horses and left jaipur on the long and hazardous journey to amritsar as an aside this was the same sukha singh who at the height of the repression of qazi abdul rahman had boldly entered amritsar to bathe at the sacred pool of sri harmandar sahib kram kram kar singh vatni aaye amritsar dig firn na paaye करी सोच कछ जतन कमाइए टके भरण के रूप बनाइए सिंह कहे हम जिम पुजे कई सतगुर बात बनाओ जाए मसे के सिर कटे नह रस्ते होए अटकाओ सौ सतगुर विधि बनाई सिखर दोपहरी में बन आई वगी पवन बह घटा उडाना इस कर लीनो मुख छिपाना सिखर दोपहरी भाव दे सूरज अत तपताए कद बरसे कद उजड़े बिद ऐसी ले तकाए इन अमृतसर दे अराइव्ड इन डेवरिंग टू बी अनएक्सपोज्ड स्ट्रैटेजम द सिक्स डिवाइज्ड बोथ एज टैक्स कलेक्टर्स पोज्ड ब्लेस अस वी आर हियर ओ लॉर्ड यू मस्ट नाउ शो अस द वे हेल्प अस कट ऑफ मसाज हेड क्लियर आवर पाथ ओ लॉर्ड वी प्रे by the guru the men were blessed ventured when it was high noon as if to stay off the wind wrapped in shawls faces unshoon the sun was high up in the sky unbearable was the heat sometimes it rained sometimes it stopped perfect time for daring feet it was the month of september and unbearably hot and humid disguised as tax collectors pretending to be an amritsar to deliver the revenue they had collected mehtab singh and sukhdev singh made their way to the sri harmandar sahib which masarangar had converted into his headquarters serendipitously they had chosen to attack at midday which turned to be perfect timing Masarangar who had turned Sri Harmandar Sahib into a pleasure house was in the middle of enjoying his daily entertainment a troop of musicians was playing and his favorite courtesan was dancing for his pleasure when the six arrived dhoop lagi fauj chhave gayi kich barkha kar deran vai masse sarang raag gawaya vichhe malhar raag alaya को सुते को जागते 
ਕਿਣੇ ਨ ਲਖਿਓ ਭੇਦ ਦਰਵਾਜੇ ਦਰਸਨੀ ਕੇ ਢੁਕੇ ਉਤਰੇ ਤਹ ਬਿਨ ਖੇਦ ਦੂਈ ਵਲ ਦੂਏ ਘੋੜੇ ਲਾਏ ਦੋਵੇਂ ਬਰਛੇ ਤਹ ਛਪਾਏ ਬਗਲਨ ਮੈਂ ਤਲਵਾਰ ਲਕੋਈ ਜਿਸ ਕਰ ਨਾਹੀ ਟੇਕੇ ਕੋਈ को जाने को आए सिपाही माल ले आए कर उगराही किच बाजे किच गाजे परे और देखे बहो नटनी खरे सिंगण को तें लग गयो दाव सिंगण शताबी चकयो पाव सतगुरु अपनो काज सवारे ओए कर दीनो दिष्ट अंधारे दो सिंग तह जा पुजे जह बाजे मृदंग ਕੱਢ ਸਰੋਹੀ ਸਿਰ ਦਈ ਮਸੇ ਕੇ ਦਰ ਸੰਗ ਮਸੇ ਕੋ ਇਮਸੀਸ ਉਤਾਰਿਓ ਜਨ ਕਰ ਬੋਲੇ ਕਦੂਆ ਟਾਰਿਓ ਹੁਤੇ ਜੋ ਜੇਬਰ ਤਾ ਕੇ ਦਵਾਰੇ ਦੂਜੇ ਸਿੰਘ ਸੋ ਲੈ ਉਤਾਰੇ ਤੋ ਲੋ ਸ਼ੋਰ ਭਇਓ ਅਤਭਾਰੀ ਫਿਰ ਘੋੜਨ ਚੜ ਕਰੀ ਸਵਾਰੀ ਛੇੜ ਸੋ ਘੋੜੇ ਰਲ ਗਏ ਝੱਲ ਐਸੀ ਭਈ ਮਸੇ ਕੀ ਗੱਲ ਸਮ ਗਾਰਡਸ ਫਲੈਡ ਦ ਟੈਰੀਬਲ ਹੀਟ others took shelter from the rain midday melody sarang played to hear malhar masadan fain guards who were awake or dozing noticed not the heroes to arriving at the entrance main slipped inside without ado stashed their horses by the gates and there too their spears were hid in their cloaks were swords concealed to give them up they were not bid some thought they were just troops some thought taxes they had brought some were by the tunes entranced some were by the dance besought now the sings they had a chance hasten they their target to the guru true he was with them in darkness he can sight imbue where the six had now arrived was being played two sided drum naked steel was now revealed swinging swords did seek the scum Massa's head swiftly removed like a pumpkin was harvested precious jewels the tyrant wore off them all he was divested pandemonium then broke out rode out the heroes with disdain into the wilds they disappeared thus was massa ranger slain on that day a legend was born the audacious actions of mehtab singh and sukhdev singh were much more than an act of vengeance the sri harmandar sahib had become an abiding symbol of the power and the resilience of the sikhs they would never take its desecration lying down history would inevitably repeat itself in the decades and centuries that followed other tyrants would try to intimidate the sikhs by attacking the most visible symbol of their faith their ends would be as spectacular as masarangars six driven out of their homes by nawab zakaria khan's relentless oppression were hiding in the thickets of palash trees around tarantaran driven to desperation despondent and constantly hungry they subsisted on carrots radishes wild fruits and whatever else they were able to find they caught the attention of two local farmers who saw fit to mock them for their greatly reduced circumstances when one of them said that he could see two things in hiding the other one retorted that they were not lions but jackals for he said things are known to be brave real things would not hide and skulk in the woods in this manner all the real things said the farmer are dead singana disat hai kahun turkan de khapaye duje kahyo koi hog ye kair kur lukaye khalso sou jo nit jang kare khalso sou na maran te dare khalso sou jo danga machave khalsa sou jo sis lagave 
Not one sing now to be seen. All of them the Mughals killed. Impostors, these men for sure. They hide, they are with fear filled. For every day a Khalsa fights. Death does not a Khalsa fear. Ever prepared to wage war, he, his very head he holds not dear. Bhutta Singh Sandhu of the village Padana and his friend Garja Singh of Amritsar were cut to the quick. Bhutta Singh ne yo suni, reheo taha hi khaloe, jan bichu ko dunk lagio, lagi boli sing soe, sing chit ye nische dhari, sis lage bin gal nehkari, sis lagae charcha hoe, jagio jane khalso soe, tab iha kitch danga machaye, turkan sirde, jute karaye, फिर खाल से की चर्चा होए पातशाही दावा चाहे जोए बोता सिंह ही हर्ड दीज वर्ड्स स्टुड ही रूटेड टू द ग्राउंड अनकाइंड वर्ड्स अ स्कॉर्पियन स्टिंग देयर मार्क द जाइब हैड फाउंड अ रेजोल्यूशन बोता सिंह मेड द टाइम फॉर सैक्रिफाइस वाज नाइ इट वाज द टाइम टू pledges head and live the khalsa ideal high he would rise and hide no more he would prove the mughals wrong celebrated would be the singhs their claim to kingship was strong a resolution had been made bota singh and garja singh would prove to the world that the sikhs had not been destroyed they would challenge the might of the mughals but how they were just two unarmed men how could they confront the mighty zakaria khan a flash of inspiration made botasing smile close by was the busy road that ran from delhi to lahore on the road at sarai nurdin an old inn for wayfarers was a small wooden bridge botasing acquired two stout staves and thus armed he and garja singh made their way to the bridge ra sarai dera kiyo chotro liye banaye ladkan jaisi khel jiyon gada dharayo nae baith singh teh jagat lagai dujo singh rang rete bhayo aayi dowan rola jaye machai khabar lahor jim pujje jaayi at the inns the lads then built a platform wooden their beach head in spirits high like lads at play this is our fort they grandly said told collector bota singh garja singh too with him stirred boisterous lads a ruckus raised hoped in lahore it would be heard the lads decided that they would collect toll on behalf of the khalsa one pesa or penny per donkey that passed and six pennies per cart the road was well traveled and the lads were kept busy managing their toll post much to their disappointment nobody not even those in the service of the nawab refused to pay the travelers did not question them or ask them who they were to collect toll this was disappointing their rebellion seemed to be fizzling out before it had even begun in earnest and then bota singh had another flash of inspiration he decided to write a letter to nawab zakaria khan chitthi likhe yo singh bota hath hai sota vich raah khadota aana laya gadde nu paisa laya khota aakho paabi khano nu yo aakhe singh bota a letter then botasing wrote staff in hand on the road i stand a penny and ass sixpence a cart that is the toll that i command my sister in law my dear khan a response does botasing demand the cheeky letter to nawab zakaria khan elicited the response that the lads had been hoping for a detachment of 100 horse armed to its teeth was sent to arrest the impudent boys armed just with sticks bota singh and garja singh fought valiantly p 
parrying the soldiers' swords and landing several blows before they were felled by a musket barrage. There are many stories like this one about the spirit of the six during the dark days of Nawab Zakaria Khan's repression. Quixotic acts of valor like Bhutta Singh's became the stuff of legend and inspired others who continued to resist during the turbulence which was to last for decades. The Story of the Six is written and narrated by Sarpreet Singh, author of Night of the Restless Spirits, a collection of short fiction that examines the tumultuous events of 1984 from many different angles. His previous book, The Camel Merchant of Philadelphia, tells the stories of many colorful characters who populated the court of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. The Story of the Six is produced by Almost Media. Our theme music is a rendition of a traditional Sikh hymn by the late Bai Avtar Singh. This episode features a rendition of Raga Tilang on guitar by Ritam Sarkar. Season 3 of Story of the Six is sponsored by the Chardi Kala Foundation, the Sawney Family Foundation, and Manpreet Kaur and Ishdeep Singh. I'm co-producer and audio engineer Erica Wong. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>